0: Kelly show. Let's have some fun. And it is going to be a night tonight. What if, what if you have to break the law? Oh, we'll talk about that. And give me just a second. We're going to talk about that. I have a very, very rare two guest show tonight. I will explain why later on. One is going to be Buck Sexton about 45 minutes from now. The other one's going to be Selena Zito in the last hour. It's going to be a crazy show we're, we brought it up last night. Apparently people were interested. I'm going to tell you my thoughts on the JFK assassination. We're going to talk about masks in airlines. Somebody wants to talk about blaming people in blue areas for how bad their areas are. We're going to unpack all that and much, much more tonight on the Jesse Kelly show. Before I begin, though, I must begin at the beginning, and this is important. What's tomorrow? What's tomorrow? What's tomorrow? Everyone knows tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. For you new listeners, what does that mean? We don't do any guests, we don't do any calls. The entire show is the questions you email in to Jesse at com. They do not have to be political. We have a blast on Friday. They can be political, that's totally fine. Whatever you want to talk about: history, food, men, women, employment, I don't care. Email jesse at jessiekellyshow.com. But let's get to you breaking the law. Me breaking the law. Let's talk about it. We live in an era now that is not like the era your parents lived in, not like the era their parents lived in. We live in a different era. What do I mean by different era? I mean, we have a broken, rotted, Corrupt society. I I have an FBI story tonight. It's going to make your jaw hit the floor. In fact, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to try to get to that about 10 minutes from now, this FBI story. It's it's stunning. But at the same time, it's not stunning when you sit and consider everything's rotted and broken. Okay, well, remember, part of being a citizen in a nation, there's a contract. You could call it the social contract or whatever you want to say it, but... There is a trade-off. You, a citizen; me, a citizen. We agree to follow the law for the most part. Don't uh, don't get behind me on the highway, but I mean you, you understand what I mean. In all seriousness, you, you agree to follow the law. I agree to follow the law. I get it. I can't walk out of here right now, walk into a bank and take all the money I want. It's part of the contract. But but hear me out here. That's not a one way obligation street. That's not how that works in a society. That's never been how it works, not in a stable society. And it's not how it works in this one either. I, if I choose, and I do, and you should, to be a law abiding citizen, if we choose to be law abiding citizens, you and me, well, I'm supposed to get things for that too. Remember, it's a contract, not a one way street. You are not a servant. I am not a servant. This is a two-way deal. What do you get for following the law? It's part of the contract. What do you get for it? Well, you get safety, security. You get, I guarantee you won't be abused for abuse's sake. They have obligations too. They have obligations too. Which brings me to where we are now. I have said this a million times, and I'm going to keep saying it because it's true. There are two types of people in this world. There are natural rule followers, and there are natural rule breakers. And I'm not assigning value as one being good and one being bad. I am not. I, I, I'm not. I'll be, I'll be frank. I know you're going to find this shocking. I'm a bit more of a natural rule breaker. Now, I'm not a teenager. I'm not going to do something just because just you told me not to do it. But if you tell me to do something, if you make a rule, and I think it's ridiculous, I'm not going to follow it. It wouldn't even occur to me to follow it. My wife, polar opposite, total rule follower. The speed limit says 25. She drives 25, period. Uh, you're not supposed to put up Christmas lights in the neighborhood before December 1st. She would never have Christmas lights up before December 1st. Why? Well, well, those are the rules. That doesn't make her wrong. That doesn't make her right. Doesn't make me wrong. Doesn't make me right. There are two types of people in this world. But I will say this. Going forward, whatever you are, and already you're either nodding, you're probably nodding your head. You know exactly what you are natural rule follower or natural rule breaker. Going forward, allow me to speak to the rule followers here. You are going to be more challenged going forward than I am because the rules are going to get worse and they're going to become unjust. And at some point in time in this society, you are going to have a moral obligation before God himself to say, no, no, I'm not doing that. No, that is wrong. That is unjust. No, I will not teach that to my children. No, I will not permit this. No, I will not do that. I will not follow this rule. It is wrong. We are getting there, and we're getting there very, very quickly, and it's a scary place to be. There are two huge stories out there right now, both in New York City, gigantic stories. One, you can go look at the video online. In fact, Chris, if you wouldn't mind, go ahead and throw it up on the show's Twitter page. We'll try to get it up on the show's Instagram page, too, At Jesse Kelly shows the Twitter page, at Jesse Kelly shows the Instagram page. There's a video online if you'd like to see it of people being hauled out of an Applebee's in New York in handcuffs. What was their crime? Who are these hardened criminals that would prompt the NYPD to show up with handcuffs and handcuff them and haul them out? Who are these dangerous criminals? There are people who walked into Applebee's and tried to order food while being unvaccinated. Let's pause there for a second. Another headline, also oddly from New York, high-ranking NYPD cops busted for submitting fake COVID vax cards. Two high-ranking NYPD officers have been busted for allegedly submitting fake COVID-19 vaccination cards, and numerous others are being probed in what could be a widespread department scam. This is going to the New York Post. Lieutenant Joseph Marcella and Captain Desmond Morales were placed on modified duty Tuesday for allegedly trying to evade the citywide vaccine mandate by submitting bogus paperwork into the department system, police sources said. By the way, God bless both of you. Joseph Marcella, Captain Desmond Morales... Good for both of you. Screw that. You are not servants. You are not serfs. They don't have a right to point to you and say, inject this into your body. The vaccine, whether you believe in it or not, does not prevent the spread of coronavirus. Because it doesn't prevent the spread of coronavirus, there is therefore no point whatsoever in a vaccine mandate to order food in Applebee's or to enforce the law in New York City. None. Nobody can explain why. Uh, Everyone needs to get the vaccine to to protect society. Well, how does it how does it protect society if, if vaccinated people s- spread coronavirus? Uh, 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 just take the vaccine. No one can answer the question because there is no good answer to the question. Again, I don't have a stance on your vaccine status. I don't care. Take it. Don't, care, don't take it. It's your business. And basic facts. Vaccinated people get and suffer from coronavirus and vaccinated people spread coronavirus. Just like the unvaccinated do. We know that. That's scientific. We have two years of data now telling us this. And here's the thing. When I talk about rules changing, society changing, laws changing, just pause for a moment and think where we were last year when coronavirus hit. If I had told you last year, the day coronavirus got here, and it was 15 days to slow the spread and all that other insanity, if I was to tell you back then... They're going to handcuff people for not getting vaccinated for this. You would have, honestly, you would have turned off the radio. You would have taken, if you're listening on podcast, you'd have deleted the podcast and probably unsubscribed. Oh, who is this wing not on the air? That's never going to happen here in America. That's ridiculous. And honestly, honestly, I wouldn't have blamed you. Would have sounded crazy. That was last year. Last year. It was 15 days to slow the spread. Let's make sure the hospitals get over. don't get overwhelmed. This year, we're marching people out of Applebee's for trying to order cheese sticks while being unvaccinated. We are running New York cops off the force for being unvaccinated. We are en- entering the era of the rule breaker now. All right. I don't know about you. I intend to push back on this insanity every single step of the way, part of pushing back against this insanity means not giving your money to businesses who are taking part in this nonsense I, I know I know that can be difficult I know it's not easy to turn off that game you love I know sometimes I, I I've been with this wireless company forever. Come on pure talks right there. Pure Talk does not violate your values. They uphold your values. Their CEO is a Vietnam veteran. Their customer service is in the United States of America. When you call, you talk to an American. Right now, they have iPhone 12s for sale for four hundred seventy-nine dollars. The average family saves eight hundred dollars a year. But that's not even the best part. The best part is when you pay your cell bill every month. It's not going to a company who hates your guts. From your cell phone, dial pound. 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month, plus you save on a new phone. That's pound two five zero, say Jesse Kelly. Some restrictions apply. Call for details.
1: Feeling a little stocky?
0: Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. I the
1: rains down in
0: the Jesse Kelly Show. And look, it's, this is the era of the rule breaker. I'm going to get to this jaw dropping story that's going to apply to this very much, but this is the era of the rule breaker. We are now busting NYPD cops for faking vaccine cards. We're hauling American citizens out of restaurants in handcuffs for ordering food without getting vaccinated. And once again, vaccinated people spread coronavirus. Here's that loser, Bill Gates. The deaths, it's been completely horrific. And I would expect
2: that will lead R&D budgets to be focused on things we didn't have today. You know, we didn't have vaccines that block transmission. We got vaccines that help you with your health, but they only slightly reduce the transmissions. We need a new, a new way of doing the vaccine.
0: they They never even sold the vaccine as being something that prevents transmission. They never even sold it as that, ever, ever. All right, now it is time for, man, I'm telling you what, this story. You want to talk about the era of the rule breaker? You want to know why the era of the rule breaker is about to come? Here it is. Let's do a little recap, shall we? Let's, let's walk through, me- let's walk down memory lane. Remember Donald Trump won the election over Hillary? And almost immediately, there were screams, screams from the system that, that Donald Trump colluded with Russia. He, Vladimir Putin, but he's Putin's puppet. He's a Russian agent. I, I'm not even going to play you all the insanity, but I know you remember it. And it got so loud that, of course, loser Republicans decided to step aside And allow a special investigator, Mueller, to dig into Donald Trump and figure out how deep did the collusion go. And at the end of two years, we found out he didn't collude with Russia at all. But something else interesting did come out after that two years. And when I say interesting, I mean horrifying and dangerous. Let's pause here for one second. Pause here on the story for one moment. We've talked about this before. It's easy to point out body counts of people like Stalin, Mao, Hitler, all all, all history's monsters. Look how many millions they killed. Look how many millions he killed. But here's the thing. Joseph Stalin, I mean, sure, he killed some people in his younger years. Once he took over, he didn't kill anybody. Adolf Hitler, as far as I know, after World War I, once he took over, didn't, didn't kill a soul. I don't think Mao laid a hand on anyone after he took over. So how did all those people die? Well, someone was doing the killing. Their state police departments were the ones doing the killing. Call it NKVD, Gestapo, uh, the Red Guard, whatever you want to call it. The atrocities you talk about in history, millions here, thousands there, mass graves. Those atrocities were committed with state police officers pulling the trigger. Okay. That's yeah, just a little sideways. Just a little segue there. Because I'm going to segue right back into this. Donald Trump didn't collude with Russia, but something very interesting happened. Something very interesting came out. And don't worry, this is going to apply to a story that just came out today. Something interesting came out. How did, how did any of this investigation get started? I mean, we have we have the FBI wiretapping the Trump campaign, spying on the Trump campaign, sending undercover informants on the Trump campaign. Look, that's a major deal. The Federal Bureau of Investigation, the federal law enforcement arm, they decided to dig into the political opponent of the then president of the United States of America, Barack Obama. Wow, they that they'd better have a good reason for that. I mean, they better have caught him red-handed. Oh, it's funny you brought that up. Christopher Steele was a disgraced former intelligence agent for the UK, not America. Hillary Clinton's campaign, they hired Christopher Steele to dig up dirt on Donald Trump. This is not abnormal in political campaigns. This is pretty much how it goes. Oftentimes you hire someone, go find out. Is the guy cheating on his taxes, his wife, something, you know. Christopher Steele didn't come up with anything really reputable on Donald Trump, nothing major, So Christopher Steele made up a pack of lies and put them in a Steele dossier, it's called. And the Steele dossier was brought to the Federal Bureau of Investigation by the Hillary Clinton campaign, which that in and of itself is just staggering. That the the opposing campaign could bring you something and you'd accept it is amazing. But they brought it to the FBI, which brings us to the FBI because the FBI can't just get information and say, you know, I don't like this guy. I'm going to spy on him. They have to take another step. You know, the whole checks and balances thing. If you're the FBI and you want to spy on an American citizen, you've got to go down to what's called the FISA court. And you've got to get permission to spy on an American citizen. And it's supposed to be very difficult to get approval for one of these FISA warrants, even though it's 98% approval. You know, one of the things the FBI did, To get that approval, an FBI lawyer by the name of Kevin Kleinsmith, he falsified a surveillance document so they could spy on not just an American citizen, on the political opponent of the President of the United States of America, Barack Obama. Kevin Kleinsmith should never see the light of day again. If you want to root out government corruption, if you want to stop dangerous levels of government corruption, you should put Kevin Klein Smith in a dark hole and toss him some food once every couple of days. That's what you should do. Oh, but Jesse, he already got busted. Didn't you hear? He he got busted. He was already sentenced to 12 months probation. I'm sorry? 12 months probation? He pleaded guilty back in August. Was sentenced to 12 months of probation, which that in and of itself is amazing. But okay, look, at least, at least this guy won't ever be able to practice law again. Let's at least hope that, right? It's funny you should bring that up. The DC bar, they would normally disbar any lawyer who was accused of something this bad, who was convicted of doing something this bad. They just allowed him to start practicing law again. Not only did they not disbar him, they've flat out told Kevin Kleinsmith, oh, go ahead, you're good. Start practicing law. You want to know why we're becoming a society of rule breakers? Because the rules don't seem to apply to anyone but you and me. That's why we're becoming a society of rule breakers. We have the great Buck Sexton who sat in this chair for a long time. Buck's joining me next. Hang on. Oh. Are who we are? It is the Jesse Kelly show, but man, it wasn't always the Jesse Kelly show. Very recently, this time slot was owned and dominated by my friend, who needs no introduction to anyone listening right now. His name is Buck Sexton, and I do give him credit because he actually knows how to pick some decent music. My word, we get some trash music selections. Buck, first and foremost. One historical item from history. You can display it. You're going to display it in your studio. I'm sure you have some fancy studio up there in New York with all your fanciness now. One item from history. What is it?
3: Oh, man. I'd probably want William Wallace's broadsword. I think that would be pretty cool. That's a great call. Oh, okay. Cool. I was like, is that good? Is that bad? I'd take that one. By the way, I came back with New York, New York there, Jesse just out of sheer nostalgia for what New York used to be, which was the greatest city in the world. Mm -hmm. But the communists are very effectively ruining it. So I just, it's pure nostalgia now. I probably should have had them play Florida, Florida, and oh my, oh my, (laughs) I, I want some more Governor DeSantis because New York is completely out of its mind right now. I mean, I cannot believe the idiotic COVID policies, among other policies they're putting. You know, they won't allow gas stove hookups anymore in new buildings. Because that's going to fight climate change.
0: I, I saw that, Buck. And I, I've got to ask, and honestly, Buck and I talked a lot privately. In fact, we talked, to be totally honest with you, right before this interview privately. But I didn't talk to him about this, so I realized I might be putting him on the spot. Buck, you are a New York lover. Everyone knows I love New York, too, but you, it, it's in your blood. You love New York City. You love it dearly. Are you going to stay? I mean, what what is the buck Sexton breaking point? I mean, New York is you. Is there a point where you just say, "I can't do this anymore. I'm gone."
3: I would consider an exile, right? So, I might I might decide that while the city goes through what feels like a 4 or 5 year period of decline and just destruction of quality of life, I may be sending supportive tweets and emails from Somewhere in the South Beach or Sarasota or Naples areas, you know, of Florida, I, I may decide that I've, I've had enough of the madness for a while. I don't think I could ever abandon New York forever because letting this place, you know, le- leaving this city behind for the communists to trash and destroy just feels wrong to me. But I got to tell you, I, I, you know, I know my fellow conservatives in New York all agree with me on all this stuff, right? And there's about a million of them, which people forget. There are a million Republicans. There are a million people who are right of center in New York City. And and I feel like those are, you know, those are those are my people. Um, but my fellow New Yorkers, you know, my fellow New Yorkers who are Democrats, there are some things I know they're not going to agree with me on, right? There are some things that we're not going to see eye to eye. But being safe on the streets, having the streets not be filthy, and having this not be a miserable communist hellhole, I thought we all saw an eye on that. And what I think I've realized, unfortunately, is that I'm, I'm actually angry At whatever moderate Democrats are supposed to live in this city, just cowardice now, cowardice in the face of what is obvious stupidity that's ruining this town. So, you know, um, we're having a family feud right now. What can I tell you? I'm pretty upset about it.
0: Uh, Well, I'm glad you brought that up because Eric Adams, everyone was talking about Eric Adams, and I understand there was a lot of wishful thinking built in there. For those who don't know, that's about to be the next mayor of New York, Eric Adams, and he was selling as this, I'm going to be tougher on crime, better on the economy. And I was, I mean, I don't want to be king cynic, Buck, but I just kept saying, okay, give me specifics. Cause right now he's indicated he's going to follow everything Hochul says and his new NYPD commissioner just did a press conference in front of a mural with a bunch of black liberation army and black Panther people on it who murdered police officers. How am I supposed to get helpful, hopeful about Eric Adams?
3: I am not very hopeful. I'll be honest with you. I, I've, I've wanted to be, but I, I think that people have to understand, even if you're hearing some of the right rhetoric now from him, what you're going to need is someone who will tell the anti-police activists in this city, the socialist leftists on the city council, the, uh, you know, the, the lunatic libs who think that, People, uh, you know, g- relieving themselves in all manner on the streets is no big deal, and that criminal justice reform means that people who att- attack old ladies for the one hundredth time on the street shouldn't have long prison sentences. You need someone who's going to tell them, "Stop being crazy, okay? Grow up, and we're going to live in an orderly, safe, and decent place." But they need—they need to be willing to say that. It's not to say, "Oh, you know, yeah, we're going to we're going to support the police a little bit." No, no. You're going to have to tell the next time an NYPD guy has to wrestle some lunatic swinging a hammer at a little old ladies' heads in the street and it gets a little rough on a video. You're going to need somebody, you know, and it makes the rounds on the Internet. You're going to need um, a, a mayor of New York who says, I'm sorry, but we're not ceding this place to the criminals and the lunatics. And, and I don't know if he's got that in him. I, I don't I don't see that yet. And that's what you need. You need it. You need someone who's got that Giuliani.
0: Punch. Buck, I've been thinking about this for a while, and, and I, I, don't want to get it, I don't want to make it too heavy. It's a Thursday night, but why doesn't chicken get the same love of steak? I mean, let's be honest. I love a good steak, and you know, look, we've enjoyed steak together. Chicken is phenomenal. Chicken is versatile. You could go chicken fingers. You, you, there's a million different ways to do chicken, and yet it's almost disregarded as poor people food or something like that.
3: Well, I'd say this about chicken. You know, if you're in a restaurant and it's a really good restaurant, whether we're talking about a barbecue place or some fine dining establishment, even beyond, say, a red lobster jetty, <laughs> if they can make the chicken, if they can make the chicken really good, then that is a, a marker of the, the skill of the, of the cooks, of the chef. Um, and chicken is the most basic staple protein I think we have. I will say that when I go to my favorite barbecue place in Nashville, um, I sometimes will get the chicken and they actually have a a white barbecue sauce that they use with there. That's mm-hmm. amazing. So a really great roast chicken. It's fabulous. So I, I, I agree. With you. But there's something I mean, I mean let, let's let's put the question back to you, Jesse. A perfectly seared, medium rare, not well done because we're civilized people. Mm-hmm. Medium rare ribeye is just a more exciting feast than even the most succulent roast chicken. I, I think that's a fair I think that's a fair comment. I think it really
0: is. I think it's I think I think. look, I'm not bad mouthing you. I think everything you just said there is fair. But I do think actually I got this recipe from you. I'm gonna end up having to post this on the website now that I've told the entire country about it. You had some garlic white wine chicken recipe oh my God, that you amazing. gave me, and now my wife makes yep. this regularly and I sop it up with garlic bread. It's on par with almost any steak I've ever eaten in my life, Buck.
3: Dude, I am first of all, I'm so I'm smiling ear to ear knowing that you've gotten that that garlic chicken, that that skillet garlic chicken recipe. You're making it, put it up on your website and share. I'm telling you guys this now. If your cooking skills are just the most basic one-on-one, but you just follow this super straightforward recipe, it is amazing. I mean, it's the kind of thing where I actually end up finding like a spoon that I left on the table that I was using for the sauce just to like eat later. You know, I mean, it's delicious. So Jesse, you're a man of, you're a man of, of excellent taste. What (laughs) can I tell you? You know how to get it done.
0: All right. Finally, Buck, everyone knows you were in this chair before I got to this chair. In fact, you're a big reason I'm sitting in this chair. Now you're doing an even bigger show, the Clay and Buck show. What do you miss about this chair? Oh man,
3: there's something so cool about talking to people. You know, I feel like right now I get to set some uh, set some of the narrative and and tell people things for the first time about the news. Right? They're going to hear from me earlier in the day, which is great. But when you're when you're going in that six to nine, it's like you're part of everybody's post work hang. You know, you're you're like mm-hmm. everyone. And I know people work till seven or eight, and people have different schedules. But for a lot of folks, you're there. They're driving home, and you're chilling with them. Yeah, you're telling about the world, telling what's going on. But that, there, there's kind of a special bond there, a special vibe. And that, that was one thing about the 6-9 to nine Eastern that was so fun.
0: Agreed. Buck Sexton, obviously, of the clan Buck Show, also on Hold the Line on the first TV. Buck, my brother, I appreciate you.
3: You too, my man. Talk to you soon. All
0: right. Good man right there. Now, let's have a talk. And this is not an easy conversation to have. Bellas, I'm talking to you. You're getting older. I'm getting older. Look, look at, look at me. Look at all the gray in my beard. It's starting to come all in my hair too. my hairlines retreating back to my ears. Like the Italian Navy. You got to take care of your testosterone, fellas. Testosterone is at an all time low in this country. And that's not me telling to go inject yourself with a bunch of crap. I think we can all agree. We have way too much of that going on. How about just some natural herbal supplements? When I tell you about Chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com, one, it's an American company of men, U.S. manufacturing, they're patriots, and they have items like Tongcat 100. They boost free testosterone by 87% in 21 days. They're Chalk Daily. I take both these. either the ones I take. It demonstrates a 20% increase in total testosterone in clinical studies. And again, natural herbal supplements, not a bunch of crap in your body. Go to Chalk.com, use the promo code JESSE, and for a limited time, you get 50% off. 50% off. CHOQ.com promo code JESSE. Take what I take. Chalk Daily every day. Chalk's Toncat 100. Enjoy.
1: You're listening to The Oracle.
0: You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. Honey. The Jesse Kelly show. And remember, my TV show's on tonight on the first TV, 9 p.m. Eastern time. I, you, you should really tune in tonight. Honestly, I look amazing. But Chris, what well, I'm just sorry about promoting the show. <laughs> Chris, you know what you never play anymore? We used to play it a lot. You never play the long opening of Jet Airliner by the Steve Miller band. How great is that? Look, th- th- pause it. I'm going to get back to Nancy Pelosi and and vi- vaccine madness and and actually something a crazy professor said. I have a huge I told you so in just a second. But Chris, do you have the long opening of Jet airliner or are you lame? Hurry up and look through your computer thing. Play it, Chris. It, I understand it's. Uh, I understand it's over a minute. What difference does it make? It's my show, Chris. Please turn it up. Please, we're jamming out. It's Thursday, man. That's enough. That's enough. I do love it, but I do have a big "I told you so." I have to say, hang on, hang on. Well, it's not really an "I told you so," but let's let's talk about something for a moment. And this is something that has confounded the right for a long time. But remember, we are the anti-communists now. We are the new right. We can't do what we've always done. We must be smarter, better. We have to get ahead of the communist. We have to understand what he thinks, what he really means, why he's doing what he's doing, because he never means what he actually says. Whatever he says the goal is, it's always something different and always something much, much, much worse. All right? Now let's let's talk about this because I have a I have a jaw-dropping piece of audio here from an NYU professor, but let's talk about this. Where are there all these different groups right now, all these radical leftist groups in America? You know, there's there's the feminists out there, of course, right now. There are the feminists. Now, granted, they're probably all eating at the moment, but there are the feminists. There are the LGBTQ Air Force types. You know what I mean? Everything has to be gay. Rainbow flags everywhere. Gay Sesame Street. Gay Marvel movies. Gay, gay, gay. Oh, childhood drag queens. That sounds good. Oh, wait. Wow, let's get him a cigar snipper. Now he's a woman. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? The Black Lives Matter ones, of course. We've been oppressed. We're oppressed here in America. We're. we're the, it's just like the... Remember what they said? We still have that audio. It's just worse than slavery, one of them said. Good grief. Just insanity, right? Group after group after group after group, the climate change nutters. Your SUV, it's going to, oh my goodness, it's going to murder everyone. And these people have huge power. New York City, they just banned natural gas hookups from new buildings. They just banned, oh, you have You have the Maxine Waters? Play that, Chris.
1: What we witness takes us back hundreds of years. What we witnessed was worse than what we witnessed in slavery. Cowboys.
0: Good grief. Okay, so it's group after group after group after group. It's crazy to say that you can't ever get ahead of it. But here's what you must understand or you'll never be able to get ahead of these people, ever. Now, I've told you this before. There aren't separate communist groups. There's a reason Antifa, you know, that stands for anti-fascism. There's a reason Antifa, they looted and burned side by side with Black Lives Matter. There's a reason. Remember when all that stuff, when Israel was pounding Hamas and Palestine? What was it? Just a few months ago, Chris, five, six months ago or something like that. They were just pounding them. And so the Palestinians had some big parade actually in New York. And the LGBTQ Air Force group showed up. And it, 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 I forget the exact wording on the sign, but it was something. I believe it was. I believe it was "Queers for Palestine" or something like that. It was something along that, along those lines. And everyone was laughing. They're like, "You'd all be killed in Palestine. You'd be executed just just for being gay. You'd be killed there." And people didn't get it. They still don't get it. Why? Why? Why in the world would the climate change guys be protesting alongside the feminists? What do they have in common? That's because people don't get it. There aren't separate groups. There's one group. There's one group. There's a communist group. It's all about communism. They don't care. LGBTQ Air Force doesn't care about gay people or trannies. The feminists, they don't care about women. They care about cats, but not so much women. The climate change nutters, they don't even believe in it. They're all building beachfront mansions. That's weird. For Oceans Rising, that's sure a nice mansion you got on the beach. They don't care about anything they tell you they're caring about. They care about communism and communism only. They form the different groups for the same reason McDonald's doesn't only sell quarter pounders. They want you in McDonald's ordering food. So they're going to sell you quarter pounders, but maybe you're not in the mood for quarter pounders. Maybe you want some chicken nuggies. Maybe you want a chicken sandwich. Maybe you want a Big Mac. Maybe you want, you see what I mean? If every part of the Communist Party is Black Lives Matter. Well, I mean, you're going to alienate a bunch of people there. A bunch of people don't care about that. Okay. So, uh, uh, all right. We can't lose them. Uh, Maybe climate. Let's get climate. Climate change, guys. Oh, there's definitely warming. We're all going to die soon. Did that work? Oh, no, that didn't. Okay, well, maybe she's miserable and never had a date. Let's go feminism. Feminism? Let's do feminism. That's why. And the part I love about it, here's an NYU professor. You should see this guy or or girl. I don't know. Who who knows what anyone is anymore? I'm very old. Sometimes they let the old mask slip and they just come right out and say it.
1: Why do we say that? Trans liberation calls for communist revolution. (laughs) Starting with the big one. Um, We make the claim that not only is this insufficient, but that pouring our energy into this thing is actually not going to get us what we want or what we need. Um, this kind of economic transformation that would be a kind of communist horizon, right? A world in which everyone has what they need. Um, so why does this Why does this immediately matter to trans people? Well, what do trans people in our particularity have to, to say or to offer
0: that expands? Is that enough? It's dinner time. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes they just come right out and say it. Remember when the Black Lives Matter founder got caught on video? I I shouldn't even say got caught, just flat out said right on video. Uh, This was actually misquoted on the right a lot. A lot of people on the right thought she said, we were trained by Marxists. That's not what she said. In fact, I'm going to dig up the audio for you. You know what she said? We're trained Marxists. We are trained Marxists. You're not dealing with civil rights people. You're not dealing with feminists. You're dealing with communists and only communists. I'm going to play you that audio next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Don't forget. Do not forget. We got Selena Zito coming up in the final hour. This hour, though, you know what? Because I'm such a giving Shogun, Chris, <laughs> I'm going to take some phone calls eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. But we have to do a couple. We have to do a couple items first. All right. Just out of respect, Joe Biden got up there today and he had some. I mean, he had some hard hitting things to say. And he is the president of the United United States. I think we should all sit back for a minute and let's let's just honor the commander in chief. Vaccinated
4: fifty seven. Uh, excuse me. Uh, 570, excuse me, I don't want to read, I'm not sure I got the right number, the, the total number of boosters is what? 57, 50, 57, million. 57 million
0: boosters, 1 million a day. <laughs> 50, 57 or 500, five, 57, huh, huh, what's, what is the number? Oh man, we definitely have the best people in charge in this country. <laughs> All right, back to what I was talking about before in case you missed it. In case you missed it. There aren't separate communist groups in America. And forever, I've watched the right try to play whack-a-mole with the different groups, trying to somehow defeat the arguments of the different groups as if the group needs to be convinced of that. I've got news for you. Feminists don't care about women. And feminists, deep down... They know if you're a woman in America today, you're the luckiest woman in the history of the planet, in the history of the planet. Black Lives Matter doesn't care about black people. You, you understand that all those numbers we've been reading you, the murder numbers over the past year since they defunded the police, I mean, just thousands of them, you know, most of them are black. Black Lives Matter is responsible for more black deaths than the KKK has has been responsible for in the entirety of its existence. That's the truth. They don't care about black people. The climate people don't care about climate. The LGBTQ Air Force people don't care about gay people or trans people. They all care about communism. And so you don't need to try to unpack something when some feminist hag is harping you uh, at you as she cleans out her kitty litter. You don't need to try to explain to her that America is a wonderful, welcoming place to women. She knows. She doesn't care. She wants to bring the place to its knees because she's a communist. Again, we don't have to guess these things. They get caught saying it all the time. I just I just played you that NYU professor. Chris, once again, here's an NYU professor. I don't even know what gender this person is claiming they are today, but listen to their words.
2: Why do we say that? Trans liberation calls for
1: communist revolution. <laughs> Starting with the big one. Um, we make the claim that not only is this insufficient, but that pouring our energy into this thing is actually not going to get us what we want or what we need. Um, this kind of economic transformation that would be a kind of communist horizon, right? A world in which everyone has what they need. Um, so why does this, why does this immediately matter to you?
0: Trans- okay. You got, you got it. We don't have to listen to that fruitcake all night long. And I brought up before I told you, I was going to play it for you. This is old, but I dug it up. It got all, honestly, it got twisted around by the right too. black lives matter. Their founder went on video and she did not say we were trained by Marxists. That's what the right said. She flat out said we're trained Marxists. We actually do have an ideological frame. Um, Myself
1: and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, We uh, are trained Marxists.
0: They're telling you all the time. The mask slips all the time. And I'm not saying this to, to overwhelm you. I'm saying this, actually, it's, it's, it makes it easier. It's so much easier when you can just tune out whatever the latest rage they're trying to gin up. I'm so mad about the LGBTQ. No, you're not. No, you're not. What they're doing, though, you, you have to understand. The communist has gained power for 100 years in this country. But he would have never gained any power if it wasn't for you and me. Now, I'm not obviously blaming you specifically or me specifically. When I say that, I'm saying this, they use the language they use because they feel like it will disarm you and they feel like it will intimidate you into silence. Black Lives Matter is masterful at this because the right in America is really honestly the nicest group of people in the world. Have you ever been to a gigantic gathering of the right? And all seriousness, it's holding doors open for people, which, yes, ma'am, no, sir. I'm not saying they're a bunch of saints, but it's just a kind group of people. So they use that kindness against you all the time. Uh, We need federal police reform, they say. And you say, uh, I don't think so. I don't think there's a record, really. The stats don't show that cops are hunting down black men. You hate black people. And immediately it puts you on the defensive. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, my, my, one of my best friends is black. Uh, no, okay, you're right. You're right. They do it all. The, they do it with women all the time. All the time. Uh, I think. I think we need. Uh, uh, women don't have equal pay. And you would say something because you'd be correct about. Well, they're not doing the same job at all. So those numbers don't add up. Actually, those numbers are complete lies. You You'd start spouting facts because you think you'd be able to shoot them down. And they would immediately turn it around. I guess you hate women and want them abused. And it's tempting to go to that place where you go, oh, okay. I, I mean, I, I don't hate women. I actually, I don't think anyone should abuse a woman. Okay, I agree. You have to stop letting them do that to you. These people are not interested in any of the things they tell you they're interested in. None of them. They're all universally interested and bringing the United States of America to its knees. That's what they're interested in. Period. End of story. Remember, I'm going to take some phone calls tonight 877 377 4373. But I got to get to a couple emails. There's a couple important ones. Don't forget, tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, jesse at jessikellyshow.com. I'd like to know how an or I would like to know how can an ordinary person like a hairstylist, for instance, do about what you and others are saying about what the government is doing to our country? I hear a lot of options, but I see no action. One, hairstylists are usually smoking hot. Are they not, Chris? They are. You know the truth. Anyway, that's one, too. So hear me out, dime. Run for local office. This is something. This is something people struggle with. On the right because we love the country and we see it being ripped apart and we want to save it. And so because we don't see anybody seizing the reins and just saving it right now, we think there's nothing we can do. Someone do something. There's plenty you can do. It took the communists a hundred years of marching slowly through every institution to get to this place it's going to take us a hundred years to take it back. So hear me out, hairstylist. You're shortchanging yourself already because you just called yourself a hairstylist as if that means you're not qualified. I had uh, Marjorie. I have Marjorie Taylor Green. She's coming on my TV show tonight on the first TV at 9 p.m. Eastern. Marjorie Taylor Green. I don't care whether you love her or hate her, has guts, and that's what we're sorely lacking. She just got done calling Mitch McConnell Biden's beep, and I can't even finish the works. it's a family show. She's out there voicing the things we care about. Why am I bringing her up? Do you know what Marjorie Taylor Greene's political experience was before the day she walked into the halls of Congress? Nothing. Nothing. You can call yourself a hairstylist as if that's As if that means you're not qualified to contribute, I say if you're a hairstylist who's passionate about this country and sees what needs to be done and sees the direction we need to go, I say you're the most qualified person in the United States of America. I don't need the next state senator. I'm Republican Bill. Uh, I've got a lot of gel in my hair. I've been a Republican state senator for 45 years. Send me to Congress now. I don't care about that paid your dues crap. We need normal people. Normal people just like you, hairstylist. So get out there and run for school board. Run for city council. Go run for sheriff. Well, no, we don't need a woman as sheriff, but no, and I'll say, ser- no, and no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. But in all seriousness, get out there and run for local things. And, and you think you're going to walk in there first day. You know, what if you win? What if you end up winning? You think you're going to walk in there first day. And somehow all the, you're going to be surrounded by all these smart people and they know what to do and what to say and where to sit and all these other things. You need to hear me out and you need to hear me well. Because of running for Congress and losing a couple times, because of what I do now, I know more congressmen and senators than you can possibly count. I've had bourbons with these guys. Believe me when I tell you, politicians are the most unimpressive people on the planet. You're not going to walk into a room of politicians, school board, city council, congressmen, I don't care what it is, and think to yourself, oh, my gosh, they're so brilliant. They know so much, and I'm an idiot. You're going to walk in and say, gosh, I think I'm the smartest one in the room. These guys suck. All right? Go run for office. 877-377-4373. I can't give you good news about inflation, though. You know, they they flat out dropped the word transitory now. They've been using that word a lot. Transitory, which is a fancy way of saying it'll be here and then it'll go away really soon. They know it's not going away soon. We are now facing not inflation. We are facing the prospect, the very real prospect of hyperinflation. When I tell you to go buy gold from Oxford Gold Group, I don't want you to do anything radical. I'm not telling you to go sell your car and then spend it all at Oxford Gold Group. I'm not saying that. I'm not. Get some gold delivered to your front door because these politicians don't have the power to destroy the value of it. And everything else they have the power to destroy the value of, they're doing it. Call Oxford Gold Group and tell them Jesse told you to call. They will take good care of you 833-995 gold. That's eight three three. 995 gold again. Tell them Jesse told you to call, they'll take good care of you. I promise. Oxford Gold Group. I've got an animal of me.
1: This is Jesse Kelly. You're listening to the Jesse Kelly Show.
0: It is the Jesse Kelly Show. All right, I, I promised I would get to some calls. 877 377 4373. It is time, but remember, the rules remain the same. I realize we have a bunch of new listeners. No small talk. No, hi, Jesse. No, how are you? No, love the show. No, nothing. You, this is your chance. You get to make a phone call and be as rude as I am. When I say go, you just get right to your point right off the bat, and it'll work out for everybody, right? Good. Martin in Mississippi. Go, boss. Hey. Uh, can you hear me? Chad in Vermont. Go ahead.
2: Hey, Hillary Clinton's going to run for president in 2024 because okay. she knows there's no competition <sighs> on the board.
3: And the DNC is going to do everything they can to make sure it's going to happen. Uh,
0: Merry Christmas. Dang it. He's totally right. You know he's right. I mean, she doesn't just start popping up in the news again for no reason. Things don't happen by accident. All of a sudden, Hillary Clinton's doing, oh, gosh, that sucks. Richard in Jersey, go. I
4: just want to know what the heck Joe Biden is going to do about all this hyperinflation that you were just talking about. I mean, it's scary as all hell when you think about it. I mean, I'm a former Democrat, and I can tell you for a fact that I'm scared as all hell. I mean, I'm, I wasn't a big fan of Trump. I still am not, I'm not mm-hmm. but I'm also not a fan of Joe Biden. I still think that the country needs somebody who is going to financially get us out of this mess. And uh, right now, we need to get people like Elon Musk involved, instead of uh, omitting him from events like the EV conference, like he was last time. I mean, that was just a slap in the face to a company to so, a man as great as that. I and mean, if we're talking about somebody who's going to get us out into space, that's the man. If somebody who's going to be able to get us financially ready, people like that is what we need. And
0: I will. By the way, good good phone call. Uh, I was just done with it, so don't worry about it. But it was a good phone call. But I let's I, that's, let's that's clarify a fact, couple things. When it comes to hyperinflation. He's right. I mean, I just told you about Oxford Gold Group for a reason. I'm very, very worried about it. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three is the number, by the way. Um, I'm very worried about hyperinflation. And re- let's let's remember why we're here. Let's let's have an honest accounting of why we're here. We got a virus. Several countries in the history of mankind have gotten viruses. We chose to do what China did and stop our country from moving when we got a virus lockdown, social distancing. Uh, that That's insane talk. That's not normal. That's not what you do for a virus. But we did it. We stopped an economy. Well, the economy, remember, it's a $20 trillion economy. And you have to think of it as uh, more moving parts than you or I could ever count. Okay. It's a, it's a bunch of moving parts. But the moving parts because it's the beauty of the free market, they end up syncing up with each other to work together. They all work together. Even parts that seem totally separate from each other work together in ways that you or I can never even unpack. The smartest person in the world, which I guess really is me, we couldn't <laughs> what, Chris? No, no seriously, so we can't unpack it. It's too complicated. But you do have to know there's a lot of moving parts and they work together. If you just point you know, a TV remote at that, at that thing and you just pre- press pause... Okay, now you've got serious, serious issues. Okay, well, we, we opened up some parts of it. Yeah, but all the parts aren't working together anymore. So here's what government did. Government decided to just start printing trillions of dollars. It's called quantitative easing. They just started, they just started throwing cheap money, gobs of it, into the economy. Unbacked money by the trillion into the economy. You can't do that. You, you can't stop your economy and then print tr- trillions of dollars without, without inflation. And again, I want to I drive this home. I'm not trying to bring you down. I just want to wake you up. The inflation we're seeing today, that pain you're feeling now, and I know you're feeling it. We all are. That pain you're feeling now about inflation, that's from what we did before. You're not even feeling inflation from what we're doing now, yet that inflation comes later. So here's what the Biden administration is facing. Again, they're not facing inflation. They're facing hyperinflation. It's not just that inflation is getting worse. It's that the speed it's picking up is gaining. It is gaining. So they have to do something, which is why they just recently announced they're going to stop the quantitative easing. They're going to stop the printing of money. And they're going to do something else that's going to hurt. And it's going to affect this economy in really, really bad ways. But it's coming. They're going to raise interest rates. You can't pay historically low interest rates while you print money without a lot of inflation. That doesn't, that's not the way an economy works at all. We are going to have to jack interest rates up through the roof in order to pay for the quantitative easing. That's how an economy works. The Biden administration, you know why they'd make such a public announcement uh, of no more quantitative easing and uh, 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 interest rates are going up. You know why they do that? They're worried that next year you're going to be paying 20% for a home, 17% for a home. You can roll your eyes and say, Jesse, that's crazy. All you want, talk to somebody who remembers Jimmy Carter's presidency. It wasn't crazy back then. It wasn't crazy at all. We could enter into an economy here where only the uber rich can even afford to get involved in real estate in any way. Now, that may- maybe you're in a place right now where you're not buying a home or you're not selling your home, so you don't think that matters. The buying and selling of homes is a gigantic part of this economy. And if we get interest rates up to a point where normal pre- normal people, they can't afford the mortgage because the interest rate is so high... If that part of our economy gets ground to a halt, that's not good. That is not good at all. And I, I I'm sorry, I didn't mean to paint such a dark picture. You know, I don't like doing that, but I do want to make sure we know exactly where we're at here. We have gotten ourselves in such a pickle, I don't know that there is a way out without pain. I, I think pain has to come with it. It just has to come with it. And on on a final note for what he said, uh, getting Elon Musk involved, I'm actually listening to a podcast right now that has Elon Musk as, as a guest and is obviously one of the most intelligent human beings I've ever heard in my life. But remember something, intelligence is not leadership and intelligence is not universal just because you can build a rocket to go to Pluto or wherever they're going that doesn't mean you know how to get someone out of a bad financial spot, right? I'm not saying he's an idiot. I'm not saying he can't, but just be careful. Just because you have a leader at something doesn't mean you have a leader at everything. All right. 8773774373. We have to talk about river gambling. We have to talk about cookies and cheeseburgers, and we have to take your phone call. We got a big show. Hang on. Back to the dark. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. One more time, guys. Just out of out of respect for the office of the presidency, can we hear Joe Biden from today discussing? I mean, look, he's drilling down on the numbers. Vaccinated,
4: 57, uh, excuse me, uh, 570, excuse me. I don't want to read. I'm not sure I got the right number. The total number of boosters is what? 57, 57, million. 57 million boosters. One million
0: a day. <laughs> oh gosh, I love this country. <laughs> Martin in Denver, go. Hi. Um,
4: you said I could be insulting, so I have I have a very inoffensive insult. One is that a few weeks ago you dumped on Cream the band. Uh, yes, oh, sir. God, how could you, how could you possibly me, do that? Let
0: me explain. Hold on. Hold on. I'm not going to hang up on you, Martin. Let me hang on. Oh, I'm a okay. Clapton fan. I'm a Clapton fan, right? This is me, a Clapton fan. I'm actually a fan of all the individuals in Cream separate. Together, that sucked. Martin, come on, that sucked.
4: Well, we'll have to disagree. My second point is I know you are way smarter than you pretend to be. This is a compliment, a left-handed compliment, and I don't know how you do it, but you know stuff. My third point is about communism. Mm -hmm. When I grew up in the 60s and 70s, I acquired the sense that it was sinful to read the Communist Manifesto. A few few years ago, I read it. It's horrible. It's awful. And it explains exactly why communism is so bad. And your friend, Mark Martinez, two nights ago, made the point very eloquently. He said, number one, we should all read it. Number two, I broke it down to three Uh, You know, the three the three legged stool analogy, the only is the only one will stand up. There's three points to communism. One is fomenting class conflict and class hatred. And everybody's talking about intersectionality and this, that and the other preferences for minorities and whatnot. That's what they're doing. Number two is. Based on that class hatred, the premise of Marx is, well, you don't deserve all that money, so we're entitled to take it from you. And they are going to go about it, and that's what they're doing. The third point is that he proclaims that there have to be multiple mass violent upheavals, and that's what they're aiming for. And if the public understood those three simple points, I think we'd make a lot more progress against communism.
0: I don't think I've ever let anyone stay on the phone so long. He was so daggone good. I was waiting for him to get bored. That was outstanding, Martin. That was outstanding. Plus, Martin talked about how smart I am, Chris. Did you hear that part? Make sure we replay that on the website, please. Linda the Lush in Long Island. Go, Linda.
1: Hey, I'm so thrilled. I came back COVID positive today. And I've been fighting that jab. I got natural immunity, baby.
0: How about that, Linda? Uh, no.
1: I know, Jesse. I get thrown out of every store for the last year and a half with some film. It's really incredible. <laughs> they say to me, hey, you're cute, but I don't like the hat. <laughs> well, what do you want me to do about it? It's a free country. Hold the phone. I live in New York. We have to change that. By the way, I want to say one other thing. I have a 411 from the Dollar Store, or rather the twenty five store. We are going maskless. Some of us isn't that exciting. And while you're at the dollar twenty-five store, you might look for the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful movie called Canadian Bacon. Mm-hmm. And Jesse, mm-hmm. God bless you, love you, dude. And I plagiarize you from the first time I ever heard you. I walk up to people, I insult them. And I say, what do you
0: want? <laughs> I'm an awful person. Please bow. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> Linda, you call back anytime. All right. You know, it's speaking in New York. Let's dig into this. Water club owner wants to get rolling on New York City's East River with Monte Carlo Monte Carlo Casino. How awesome are riverboat casinos? Well, I've never been on one either, Chris. But I just assume they're awesome. i i I, I really want to get a full Southern outfit going. because It feels like a Southern thing to me. Don't roll your eyes. It does not feel like a Southern thing, Michael. I want to get a full. Uh, what do you call seersucker suit? I want. I have a lime green seersucker suit, and let me tell you, I am dashing. And don't say why. Oh, why? We were back when we were living in Virginia. There is, gosh, I'm going to forget the name. I think it's called the Gold Cup. Chris, look that up. There's a horse race back there called the Gold Cup, I believe. And I've never been to the Kentucky Derby. I can't afford to go. One, One day I'm going to be able to afford to go to the Kentucky Derby, I swear. But I've never been able to afford to go to the Kentucky Derby, but I've always wanted to go. So the Gold Cup was kind of the next best thing. It's this huge horse race, or at least it was huge to me. I'd never been to one in Virginia. Now, I like to go all in when I do things. So if I'm going to a horse race, might as well get a suit. I go out shopping for a seersucker suit because that feels like what you should wear at a horse race. And I actually have it. I still have it to this day. I got it tailored. A lime green seer sucker suit. And I even got one of those corn cob pipes. Best thing I've ever done in my life. The bad part about the gold cup thing was this. I don't want to sound like Chris, But I didn't want to spend a lot of money. All right, so don't raise your hands, Chris. I understand. At a horse race, I'm going to spend some money, Chris. I didn't want to spend money on little things. I wanted to go, you know, put put twenty bucks on a horse or something like that. But I didn't want to spend a bunch of money to take a cab out there or drive out there. It was I just didn't want to do it. So I made this colossal mistake. What, Chris? I didn't have $500 to spend on a horse, That's one. Don't interrupt. So I, want, I have to get out to the Gold Cup. I decide to listen to a friend of mine. A friend of mine says to me, Jesse, you don't understand. You don't have to spend a bunch of money on a cab or, or, or something heading out to the Gold Cup. They have all these buses that go out there. People will load on the buses. It's a good time. Then you have a good time on the way out there. And a good time on the way back. It's a blast. But what he failed to note to me was the last time he took one of these buses, he was in college. So I signed up to get on one of the buses and head out to the Gold Cup. And I've, I'm going to mess this up. I think it was an hour. I think it was an hour for where, from where we were living back in D.C. at the time. And heading out there wasn't that bad. But heading home... Remember when I'm when I'm not talking to you on the radio or talking to you on my TV show on the first TV every night. When I'm not doing that, I'm actually a very quiet person. Not shy. I'm not a mouse. You know, I'm there. I just don't talk a lot. I prefer to listen to people. I prefer to listen. I like to listen. I like to watch and just observe. And that doesn't really change if I have a couple bourbons. I make uh, it. I make it nicer than I am now. Which I know what you're saying. That's not some big accomplishment. But I don't turn into loud guy. I've never been a violent, drunk guy. I just, just, I'll i probably get even quieter, to be honest. And eventually, I'll just Irish goodbye you and go to sleep. I just prefer to relax. I want to watch a documentary, right? I'm an old person at 40. I'm an old person. I get on this bus after the horse race, which was tons of fun, by the way. I get on the bus after this horse race, and I start heading back. And I'm stuck on this bus with a bunch of drunk college kids on there. And they were so freaking loud the whole time. And then, because men are a bunch of wussies these days, they let the women take over the sound system on the bus. And as hot as women are, and nice as they are, and good nurses, and whatever you could say about women and their positive contributions to society, women's taste in music is just the freaking worst. And they start blasting all this rap music and all these horrible, I don't even know, Christina Aguilera. I don't know. It was it was the worst experience. And then they're singing it at the top of their lungs. I almost, that's the closest I ever came from jumping out of a moving vehicle. I almost, i seriously, I was close to having them pull over and just all thumb it home. I'm not above hitchhiking. I've done it before. I've told you about hitchhiking, right, Chris? Oh, all right. Hang on. I'm going to tell you about hitchhiking and I'll take a couple more calls in just a second. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three, Fellas, it's not easy to have this conversation, but you're getting older. I know you are because you're getting older every single day. As you get older, you got to make sure you're strong. There's more to that than making sure you're working out. You got to make sure your testosterone levels are where they should be. And now let me pause here. I am not now, nor will I ever tell you to go inject some chemical into your body. I don't do that. I'm telling you right now, go to chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com. It's an American company of patriots who think America needs men to be strong again. They're worried about the testosterone levels in this country and they have natural herbal supplements, not chemical crap, natural herbal supplements. We're talking about Toncat 100 boosts free testosterone by 87% in 21 days. Go to Chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com, promo code JESSE, and you get 50% off right now. Chalk.com, promo code JESSE. The Jesse Kelly Show. It's still real to me, damn it. Returns to X. It is the Jesse Kelly show, but cream is still trash. We're going to move right on here. First of all, I, I, I hitchhiking. I've been hitchhiking several times, but it was always, well, let me explain, Chris. You know, didn't grow up with a lot of money. So we would do, in Montana, we would go raft the river. We'd go float the river. Now, everyone knows what I'm talking about, floating a river. Everyone has a river in your area where you'll gather up your boys, if you're lucky, some girls, and go float down the river. Well, we used to do that in Montana, too. Only we didn't have two vehicles. We only had one car. So when you're floating a river, you're supposed to, obviously you have to have a vehicle where you go in to the water, but you need to have parked a vehicle down at the end where you get out. I cannot believe I'm still alive. We never brought two vehicles. We didn't have two vehicles. So we would simply go into the water at one end and then we would get out and one of the fellas would just get out on the highway. And just start thumbing your way off. And eventually someone would pick us. Well, we always got picked up. Someone would pick you up and take you there. I do need to clarify something, though. Ladies, <clears throat> there's no such thing as equality. Don't be out there hitchhiking. All right. we were, Yeah, we were doing it, but we were uh, relatively strong teenage boys. We were, not, we were not an appealing thing for some monster. Ladies, no hitchhiking for you. You hear me? No hitchhiking for you. McDonald's partners with Biden administration to provide trusted independent information on COVID-19 vaccines. I'm not going to sit here and rip on McDonald's. All right. Who hasn't enjoyed some McDonald's breakfast and a McDonald's cup of coffee when you're heading out fishing in the morning? Everyone has. Everyone has. But it's so odd to me, this corporate government alignment we have now in this country, and it is so unhealthy for the nation. The most damaging thing that communists ever took over in this country was the education system. There's nothing even close. I would argue the second most damaging thing they ever took over was corporate America. It is awful watching corporate America fall in line with the Democratic Party time and time again because you can't escape it because corporate America is everywhere. It's when you go to the movies. It's when you turn on the television set. It's every freaking where. All right. Let's take another phone call or two. Mike in Denver, go.
4: Hey, Jesse. This is kind of like a deja vu from Tea Party days. We got the hyperinflation, except, I mean, Black Lives Matter. And going back to your caller before Martin's point, I mean, we talk about maybe think about Cass Sunstein and manufacture crisis and is this kind of part of the Democrats plan don't let a crisis go to waste that we're creating and then force everybody into kind of more on the on the government system
0: um. yeah no th- look it's he brings up a really good point Democrats aren't looking right now at the inflation and they're you know worried about you they're not they're not worried about you not being able to afford groceries or or, or being able to put a tank of gas in your car they're worried about winning elections that's what they're worried about but on a macro level they've always understood especially recently especially in about the last 10 years when the democratic party has really gone off the deep end they've understood that damage destruction in the end helps them in the end let's be honest the worst things get economically in this country even if it costs them in the midterms you know maybe costs them in 2024 in the end Desperate people turn to government, and that's a win for them. Jesse, I own slash run a preschool. I want to incorporate history into my preschool program. I'd love to incorporate the Medal of Honor citations, but I'm struggling with figuring out how to make it interesting to kids age two to five. They won't sit through or understand reading from a citation, but the stories are important. Any suggestions? Yeah, G.I. Joe's. I I don't know honestly maybe I'm dating myself here. Do they still make do they make GI Joes? I would assume. I assume they do make little military action figures of some kind. Don't read them the citations if you're doing it with kids. Act them out. They do make them, Chris. There you go. Kids, I used to play with them all the time. My 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 parents I think they had to get me tested or something. They'd find me in there all by myself playing with GI Joes and I'm assaulting heels and I mean all by myself and I'm having whole conversations with myself, which look, to be honest, if I want to have a conversation with someone of equal intelligence, Chris, <laughs> I need to talk to me. Hi, Jesse. I just wanted to write this email to thank you. I've been listening for over a year now to your show and it has really helped me let go of my old commie mentality. The biggest part was whenever you spoke of the importance of grief and connecting on a human level after a tragedy. I did not even realize how twisted and dehumanizing my mentality was because of how wrapped up I was in the, world of Demo- in the world the Democrats are trying to create. I chose to walk away from their camp years ago, but it took me this long to understand the depth of their dehumanizing propaganda and how long it takes to get rid of it. The main takeaway is to keep your children as far away from this dehumanizing hellhole as possible because once infected, it takes years of conscious effort to re- recover back to sanity. Thanks for helping me get back to sanity. And I can't read her name. She didn't tell me I could. Don't thank me. You're the one who did what very few have. There aren't very many communists who come out of it because of exactly what you said. There are plenty of communists who will wake up eventually, but. This is the communist that's written in the show a couple times or former, I should say, who's tried to explain the mentality about how it is a hive mind, but it's the shame. Even if you wake up one day as a communist and you look around and you say to yourself, this doesn't work. I mean, everything around me is dying. Everything's worse off than it was before. It doesn't work. Even if you come to that realization, you're too scared to say so because they are so vicious. They're so vicious to each other. Now, I don't mind their viciousness with me. I actually enjoy it. I love making their lives miserable. There's nothing, there's nothing I take as a higher compliment than when communists call into the show or email the show and, and, and yell at me. I love that. That's music to my ears. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com, by the way. Nothing's better for me. But that's hard for a lot of people to deal with, that kind of anger and wrath. All right, we still have a sweet hour coming up. We have Selena Zito coming up about 45 minutes from now. She's obviously a great writer and an author, but Selena, more than anything else, has the pulse on what middle America is thinking. Remember, she's not a Republican. She's not a Democrat. She doesn't even vote. She goes out there in the swing state backroads and tells you, are people mad? Are they blaming Joe Biden? If they're mad, what exactly are they mad about? Where are the fingers pointing? Selena Zita will tell us about 45 minutes from now. Hang on. Jesse Kelly show final hour of the Jesse Kelly show. Don't forget. We have Selena Zito coming up about 45 minutes from now. Why do I bring Selena on? Well, I know what you're saying, Jesse, she's Italian. I can't believe you're having her on. And that's obviously partially correct, but honestly, no, in all seriousness, Selena Zito of all the pundits and authors out there in America, she was the only one, the only one who called it that Donald Trump was going to win the election in 2016. Remember, nobody, myself included, no one thought Trump was going to win. He was down in every poll. Nobody. And no, don't don't write me with your Donald Trump pajamas on and say, I knew it. No, you didn't, you liar. But she did. She called it. She kept, and everyone kept calling her an idiot. He has no chance. What are you talking about? And she called it. The reason I love having her on is, well, Selena doesn't fly. She doesn't even take major highways. Her entire career, what she does is she travels the back roads from small town to small town to small town, talking to people in cafes and bars and restaurants. So she just has a better pulse on what real Americans think than I ever will. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what that's like. I, I don't, I'm, I'm too busy eating, you know, highfalutin stuff like Red Lobster. I don't know what, Chris. What? <laughs> Before I forget. Tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, so email your questions in to jesse at jessikellyshow.com, and you can ask me anything. It can be dumb. It can be about employment, or history, or politics, or whatever. jesse at jessikellyshow.com. The whole show on Fridays, it's just you and me. Just you and me talking. Now. How often do we talk about being more purposeful with our money? I have tried to be better as much as humanly possible, and it's really, really hard. It is hard. And oftentimes I won't find out till after the fact what I was supporting. Let me ask you something. Are you going to fly soon? Are you going to be flying for Christmas time, maybe New Year's? Are you? This is the United Airlines CEO. Let me ask you something. Are you going to fly United at Christmas time? By the way, there are going to be very few people that get through the medical um, and religious exemption. There's some pretty strict rules uh, about that. So I would encourage any pilot that's decided they all of a sudden uh, or any employee that's all of a sudden decided I'm really religious and I'm going to, you know, you're putting your job on the line. You better be very careful about that. You're putting your job on the line. They're not giving out exemptions. They're firing everybody. I'm not telling you what to do with your money and time, but do you support that? you support that insanity? All right, I'm way, way behind. You know what? We're going to do a little email cleanup here because I teased this question at the beginning. I never got to it. Jesse, Relatively new listener here. Totally hooked. Well, of course he's totally hooked. Chris, he listens. What? He gets to listen to the Oracle every single night. All right. Oh, by the way, quick question. Sorry. I get distracted sometimes. So, you know, they're building us a new studio. The only reason that matters to you is that means history podcasts. They're not going to be part of this show, but separate history podcasts are going to be coming back when they get this studio done. They think a month or two, they're getting it done. I don't know, Chris, can not you hurry up with all that other stuff? <laughs> anyway, they, they're they asking me. It's really weird. They keep asking me all these questions about things I want and ways I want them, Like they'll send me a, a, a table. With the microphone on it, and they'll they'll say, "Are you okay with this?" Well, yeah, why wouldn't I be okay with that? Do I need something different? I, I, I need a table and a microphone. And then they get really down into these these details of, "Okay, are you okay with white walls?" And I'll say, uh, "Yeah, I'm. Wh- what should I not be okay with white walls? It's fine." And that on my life, on my life, they write back immediately and say. Which shade of white would you like? I'm not a woman. I don't care. I don't care if the walls have green on them. That means nothing to me. What does that have to do with the radio show at all? There's nothing to do with it at all. There is one thing I do care about, though, and I'm so excited about this. I'm going to have to find the website again. I've lost it. Although I think there's more than one out there. You can get... <laughs> You've seen the old portraits of, of like Napoleon or something like that when he's sitting on a horse or something with his general's uniform on and medals and all this other stuff. There are websites out there now where you can send them a picture of your face and they will basically create one of these portraits of, portraits of you as a king with a scepter in your hand or a general. <laughs> I'm going to get those of me all over the office. It's going to just be obnoxious. It's going to be the best thing ever. I can't wait to the first time all the fancy corporate types come down and see the new studio and they walk in and there's just a gigantic picture of general Jesse, right? When you walk in, (laughs) all right, quit, get focused. It's a serious show. Jesse, relatively new listener here. Totally hooked. So I'm constantly hearing the terrible things that the people in California, New York, Michigan, and Chicago are going through. And I'm trying desperately to feel sorrow and sympathy, but I just can't get there. Instead, the thing I keep hearing above all the noise is, quote, you get what you vote for and elections matters. It's kind of like the Rascal Flats song. I feel bad that I don't feel bad. Anyway, love the show. Big fan from Utah. There's a couple things on that that I I will say. One, I have had that feeling a thousand times, and I'm not necessarily saying you're wrong, but I am saying we should do, we should separate. We should separate people into categories here. Now, let's go with Bad Jesse first. That's going to be along the lines of what you just said. When I see a shop in San Francisco, And I see a gang of hoodlums pull up in front of it and kick in the door and they take everything of value in the shop and the business owner is crying that they're going to have to go out of business now and they lost everything. My first response is not to feel bad. My first response is, who'd you vote for? Because I'll be frank with you. If you voted for the vile filth that leads that city, I hope you go out of business. I've been very frank about that. I've been frank about that. Honestly, look, I believe in revenge. I have been frank about it with coronavirus and all these companies around there. There's, There's no more vaccine mandate. It's got shot down in the courts all over the place. It'll never be held up. And yet you have all these CEOs firing their employees as if they're nothing over a vaccine mandate. If you're that way, I hope your company goes out of business. I do. I hope you go bankrupt. I hope you lose everything. In fact, not just out of business. I hope you personally lose everything and you're destitute. I do. That's what I hope. But you don't have any idea how many blood-red conservatives there are in a place like California who don't necessarily have an option to get out. You hear me say all the time, move, move, balkanize, get to a red area, and I mean that. You should. But that's so much easier said than done. Yes, I've done it, but I had to take huge chances. I almost bankrupted myself doing it. I've had to take huge chances with the various moves and crazy things I've done. A lot of people have a job they can't pick up and replace. A lot of people have a family member. Your mom is in a nursing home there, and you have to go take care of her. It's not an option for everyone out there to just say, I'm leaving. I'm going to Texas. I do feel for them. You, you heard Buck Sexton on the show earlier. Buck Sexton, in case you missed it, he was on the show earlier. You can catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. You heard Buck Sexton. What did he say about New York? Now, New York is, what, 87% Democrat or something like that? And every time there's a disaster in New York, I'll hear this a lot of, good, screw them, they deserve it. Okay, yeah, look, if you went out and you voted for Bill De Blasio, I desperately hope that you go out of business cuz you deserve it for being stupid. There should be a there should be a cost to being stupid. I do. But you heard what Buck said earlier. There are 1 million Democrat or er, 1 million Republicans in New York. They don't deserve it? I mean, you understand that I was almost in New York? You, you know, I the radio show went from being a, a local one-hour show here in Houston. They eventually made it a two-hour drive-time show. And then a, a smaller national syndication company named Key Networks picked me up. And God love them for it. God, I thank them for it. It was wonderful. But it, it was it was certainly a lot smaller. I think I was on in 10 or 11 cities. And then it's only about four or five months ago, the biggest national syndication company on the planet, Premier Networks, they signed me. So now the show's everywhere. The show's everywhere. Well, there was a chance when they signed me I was going to have to move to New York City. And I only have upper management of Premier Networks, actually Julie's her name, I don't know if she'd want me to say her last name. I only have upper management of Premier Networks to thank for the fact that I'm not in New York City right now. They could have they could have easily said move to New York City. They could have said it and said they were awesome. They said Uh, They've just been so wonderful. They said, are your kids happy there? Is your wife happy there? Do you have a good life? And I said, yeah, I want to stay here in Texas. They said, we'll stay in Texas then. But that could have been me in New York. You know, it's hard to get farther right than me. I could have been stuck there too. So I do think we should separate that out and feel for those people. All right? All right. Speaking of media and TV and someone has a question for me about Fox News. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But first. Do you lock your door at night? Why do you lock your door at night? Well, probably because you don't want strangers coming into your home. You lock your door at night. You probably lock your car doors. You take precautions to make sure you're safe. So why are you still going online without ExpressVPN? This creeps me out so bad because I never understood this because, you know, I'm bad at technology. I just never got it. When I'm online, whether it's here at work, whether I'm at home, uh, in a coffee shop somewhere, in an airport... When I'm online, unless I'm using ExpressVPN, people are not only looking at what I'm doing online, they're selling my data to other people. Go get ExpressVPN because then they reroute your connection through an encrypted server. Your IP address is masked. Go to expressvpn.com slash jesse, and that actually gets you three months free on a one-year subscription. Unless you have it, then you are exposed ExpressVPN.com slash Jesse. The
1: Jesse Kelly Show.
0: Said goodbye. It is the Jesse Kelly show. I almost didn't even come back at all. I almost just let the Eagles play. I mean, look, I mean, don't we need some of the Eagles, Chris? <laughs> all right, so tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, but I answer some questions early because we get some great ones, and I get, I get, I get so many. This one I need to answer because I got a lot of these. In fact, I, I get multiple of these every single day. In fact, the, le- the next two, all right, let's just get them out of the way. This one says, I'm anxious to hear what you would do. If Fox News came to you and offered you a show on their network like Tucker has, would you take it or pass on to stay committed to radio? I think you're exactly what Fox News needs. Pair really well with Dan Bongino, so on and so forth. Then someone else. Next one. Yo, Jesse. I finally got smart and downloaded the first T V app. The only thing better than listening to the Jesse Kelly show is watching your handsome mug on I'm right. Remember, my TV show is on every night, nine PM Eastern, right after radio's done. My question is, how long is it going to take for Fox News to pull you know, you you get the idea. You get the idea. He even threw in some insults for Chris Wallace and everything else too. Allow me to explain something. All right. One. Let's just let, let's let's talk about me. Isn't that so much fun? Isn't that fun for everyone? No, Seriously. Remember, I've only been doing media a few years. I I'm a construction guy, and then I joined the Marines, and uh, I sold RVs. I was an RV sales manager. I'm not some TV and radio guy who came up this way. When I quit my job selling RVs, and I decided to go into media. I had no earthly idea anything was going to work. And then when it started to work just a little bit, I was just trying to pay the bills. I was just trying to make a mortgage payment, right? I'm just trying to make a mortgage payment. And I started doing, I ended up having a little TV gig and a little radio gig. Now both those ended up getting bigger. I'm now with the first TV and I'm obviously with Premiere, which is as big as it gets. My plan all along, just being very frank with you with this, was this. I was going to do TV and radio both and I was going to assume at least one of them would fail and then whichever one didn't fail, I would just throw myself into just that. Now, let's be honest here. Everyone asks me which one I like better and I genuinely can't answer it because they're very different. I honestly, radio is probably more fun because it's less structured and I just could do whatever. I mean, you hear what we talk about on the show. Yeah, we talk about serious issues and Fauci and vaccines. and uh, you, hear, you hear all that. But we can do a whole segment on on ice cream, and people like it. So that's probably more fun. But I enjoy the visual aspect of TV, too. I talk with my hands. You've probably heard me, to be frank, hit the microphone before because I talk with my hands when I do radio. Don't roll your eyes, Chris. It's not my fault. Anyway. I like them both. My plan was to do them both and assume one of them would fail. Well, neither of them have failed, and they're both going really well. Um, I get this question asked about Fox News a lot, and I'll be frank. I have no issue with Fox News mainly because, of, see, people end up with a problem with a channel because of something one hosted or something another host did. I, I'm good friends with Tucker Carlson. He's a good personal friend of mine. So, why would, I, why would I bag on him? I like Tucker Carlson. I like Dan Bongino. He's a friend of mine. Uh, Will Kane is a friend of mine. I have a lot of good friends over there. Uh, Jesse Waters, I've gotten to know. Like, I like these guys personally. I, I, I'm not bagging on them, but I don't have any desire to leave the first. Now, that's not, I'm not. I don't know what, what they, how they operate their business at Fox News. I'm on there a lot, but I've never worked for them. At the first TV, they treat me exactly like Premier treats me on radio. They let me say whatever I want. And I don't think I could do a show where I was held back from that. I, I, think, I, I, I think I wouldn't enjoy it. And frankly, I think you would be able to tell almost instantly, and I think you wouldn't enjoy it at all. I, I, that's not a that's not a dog on fox it's not it was a long roundabout way of me saying I, I, I'm the most blessed guy in the world. I shouldn't even be here. I should be in a ditch in doing construction somewhere or or dead or, or or selling RVs. I definitely shouldn't be able to get to talk to you every night on the radio. I mean it's fun to joke about that oracle and shogun stuff. I'm the luckiest guy on the planet. I shouldn't even be here. So that's, it's not that I don't have ambitions, don't get me wrong. Everyone has ambitions. I have ambitions. You have ambitions at your job. I, I want the show to be the biggest show ever. You know, I, I do, but I don't ever – I've, I've always made myself a vow to try to do this. I don't ever let the dreams of to- – this is going to sound so corny. Gosh, it's going to sound like a Hallmark movie, but it's true. I don't let the dreams of tomorrow ruin today. I'm the happiest guy in the world today. I'm happy doing what I'm doing. I don't need anything that I don't already have. I get to eat red lobster anytime I want now. And I'm, I'm not actually joking. That's happiness for me. Uh, I get to have orange juice in the fridge a lot. I love orange juice. And I've had periods in my life where I couldn't afford to have orange juice all the time. I get to have orange juice now. I, I I work with a couple idiots, but it's fun. We we. I don't have some desire to be somewhere where I'm not. I, I don't need to be... I don't need to be on a yacht somewhere. That's not happiness for me. So uh, that's a long way of saying, man, I'm happy right here, and I don't have any desire to go anywhere else. Good. Jesse, when you bring your history podcast back, can you please do one on Mao and the atrocities he did to his people? My grandfather was a captain in the Navy during WW2, and we have many discussions about his times during the war while he was in China, and his story needs to be heard. I miss Gramps. Man, that's heavy. Um, yes, actually, I, I have done them in the past. I will do them again. If you actually want to hear me talk about Mao and the things he did in World War II, that may be one of the very first things, or not in World War II, post-World War II, actually. That may be one of the very first things I do a podcast on when the History Podcast comes back. The, the Cultural Revolution is not talked about enough. The Four Sparrows, or the, the, the the what is it? Not the Four Sparrows. Is it the Four Sparrows? The Sparrows campaign? Is, is. Mao probably killed 70 million Chinese people. And that's what's so amazing. It's not as if he's a conqueror killing other people. Not as if that's great. He just flat out presided over the slaughter of his own people. That's so heavy. That is heavy, heavy, heavy stuff. All right. We have Selena Zito coming up next. I bring Salina Zito on the show because I want to know what is the actual pulse of the country. Uh, I, I'm not in the backroads of Middle America and swing states. I'm in a red state in Texas. What do normal people in swing states think? Salina's going to tell us next. Oh, it's the Jesse Kelly Show. Please turn it off, Chris. Oh, gosh. Selena, joining me now, my friend, Selena Zito. Obviously, great columnist, great author, but maybe the most dreadful chooser of music in the history of mankind. Selena, what are you thinking?
2: I was thinking it would make you laugh,
0: and I like when people laugh. All right. In all seriousness, for as great as her writing is... Because of what she does, sticking to back roads, talking to middle America, Selena has always had a better pulse on the direction the nation is going than I have, than you probably do, because we all live in our bubbles. We, we create bubbles on purpose because it's more comfortable there. Selena gets out of it. She'll tell you things you don't like to hear sometimes. Selena, right now, you spend time with normal Americans. It's not news that Joe Biden isn't popular at this time. Why? what's the first reason?
2: Negligence. Um, the first reason is absolute negligence. negligence in, in 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 a variety of ways. and i I will start with the one that really tipped everything over. and that's what happened in Afghanistan. Uh, when in in the way that he and the administration prosecuted the ended the end of the war in Afghanistan. Um, is when it was the tipping point for the American people. Uh, and, and today I still see, as I drive all throughout the country, I still see certain 13 chairs set up in, in front of people's homes. I still see 13 chairs set up in town squares to honor the 13 that died. Um, but also as a, a remembrance that there are still Americans over in Afghanistan. And, and if I go into a restaurant or a bar, I would say, Four out of ten, and that's a lot because it's been, you know, almost six months, we'll still have 13 beers set aside or 13 glasses of wine or 13 plates set. That is something that has not left the American psyche. And so when you begin with that tipping point, you take a look at what's happened at the border. You also take a look in how dismissive he was and still continues to be about, uh, about inflation. Uh, and 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 all of it adds up to people will or will not say he's incompetent or they're uncomfortable to, of saying that they are they are very full- throated in talking about his negligence of duty to the American people.
0: Selena, let's let's focus on Afghanistan for a moment, because I haven't let it go either. It, it grades on me. They're mad about it. Are they mad about the fact that they died or the fact that he has been so, you mentioned the word flippant, flippant about it after the fact. No one has resigned. No one has even apologized. They, uh, to this day, he defends it as if, well, it's just, hey, you're going to make it on, but you got to break some eggs. Is that it? What is it about that specifically?
2: Yes, this is exactly what it is about. It's the, it's the flippancy. It's the, it's the, oh well, you know, blank happens when you have war. No, actually, that's not what happened. That was an unforced error that cost 13 lives, and it wasn't just 13 people that were impacted that day. There is a ring. It's like dropping a pebble in a in a in a in a um in a pond. The the ripple effect of the impact that that has on. Today's lives and generations after that—that that has been—that has been a deep wound that he has not put any solve on it. You know, when you do something wrong, presidents rarely say apologize. However, they do um, tend to um, repent or 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 find show remorse. And there is the arrogance of them not showing any remorse um, has been just a study of of, um, arrogance that I haven't seen since the Obama administration. You know, I have had people say to me, you know, I really thought I didn't like uh, the, the Obama administration. I really thought that they were this or that, whatever their issue was. However, they say at least he never pretended to be anything other than who he was. You knew who you got with him. Joe Biden pretended to be something completely different. He sold us an incredibly false, um, bill of sales. And, 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 and it is that, um, that lie, uh, that enduring lie that I can't forgive. And I dislike him more than Obama.
0: <sighs> Selena, maybe this isn't maybe this isn't the right question to ask, but I'm genuinely curious. Where do you think this arrogance comes from? Is it is it a bubble? Is that what it simply is? He's not around it enough is. normal people. Is that what it is?
2: It, it absolutely is. You know, for years and years, he has had, uh, Biden has has had this shtick, right, where he talks about Scranton, um, and, 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 and or and or he talks about loss in his family. However, if we go back to the, the Scranton origin, it has been since he was nine years old since he lived in Scranton. Okay? So, he has lost touch with that person. He may have been that person what, 102 years ago? But he is not that person today. He has lived in the centers of wealth and power since he was 29 years old. Yes. And he has been at the center of it. And he has made profit out of it. And he has welded that power or wielded that power. And, and there is nothing Scranton about him.
0: Selena, speaking with Selena Zito, obviously great writer, great author. Selena, can you. You mentioned that inflation. What are people saying about inflation in regards to Joe Biden? Are they are they pointing fingers? Are they just hurting? Are they yes. angry? Where, where are they with it?
2: They are pointing fingers, first, because he laughed it off. Second of all, because he then dismissed it as transitory. And third of all, because he has now sort of decided that you just need to deal with it that this is just, you know, this is it. There's nothing you can do about it. And, you know, we have been in through tough economic times before. There were two men back-to-back who were facing the same similar economic um, um, disasters when in their back-to-back presidencies. That would be Jimmy Carter and Ronald Reagan. Um, Carter uh, was very negligent about uh, the economic impact that, that was happening around the country. I will never forget to this day when Black Monday happened, when that's when 1977, when every steel mill up and down the um, Pennsylvania-Ohio um, um, border, 10,000 people lost their jobs on all one day. And two weeks later, when they, when John Glenn, who was a Democratic senator at that time, organized a busload of union people and Democrats to go down and talk to Carter about it, and he literally turned them away at the, at the, at the White House. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and to me, we are experiencing sort of the same thing with Biden. You know, Reagan was president right after um, uh, uh, Carter, and that inflation and that problem and that malaise, didn't go away in one year. It took four years. However, Reagan never shied away of discussing the problem. He never – but he also was very good at being aspirational. You know what I mean? Like, we're all in this together. We're all going to get to this place together. And that is why he never lost people's hope and, and, and he never lost support because he 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 took – He promised to take the country to a better place, and he did take the country to a better place, even though on that way there, things were tough. I mean, in Pittsburgh in 1984, the unemployment rate was 19 percentage points. Mm. So it was bad. However, we had a president who didn't divide us. He brought us together. Biden is doing the exact opposite of what he promised to do when he ran for president.
0: Selena Zito, please tell people where they can sign up for your outstanding newsletter.
2: Please, please, please. They go to selenazito.com, S-A-L-E-N-A-Z-I-T-O. Sign up for my emails. They're free. They're fun. They're not fattening. And I take everybody on my trips to the middle of somewhere where I believe that, that every part of this country is. We are not, these small towns in the in, in this country are not the middle of nowhere.
0: Selena Zito, love you. Appreciate you.
2: Love you, brother. Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas to you and yours. (laughs) Always dynamite. She's always dynamite. All right. I have something else that's non-fattening. Pillows. (laughs) See that transition, Chris? What? It's called being a radio master. No, in all seriousness. Uh, you knew about my pillow pillows a long time before I ever told you about them. I, I don't need to come on here and tell you, oh, best pillow ever. You know that. Everyone knows that. I had a my pillow when I was still selling RVs. So did my wife. I've told you before, my wife, because she was a gymnast for so long, had a neck that would just seize up on her for days on end. She couldn't turn her neck. She hasn't had neck problems since the day we brought a my pillow into my house. That's true. Go to mypillow.com because right now there's a steal on them. is what they originally cost. If you go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code JESSE, you can get the original MyPillow for $19.98. And it's Christmas time. Go buy them for friends and family members. $19.98. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. Or if you're on the road, call 800-845-0544, promo code JESSE. Jesse Kelly returns. Next. It is the Jesse Kelly show, final segment of the Jesse Kelly show. And then the second this Jesse Kelly show ends, in my opinion, that's when Ask Dr. Jesse Friday begins, Chris. What? It's it's basically a national holiday, and remember. Once I take over the entire country and become the official Shogun, it will be a national holiday every week. Tomorrow's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Email your questions in now to jesse at com. Let me see if I can churn through these because I've gotten way behind. and It's not that I feel bad because so I don't have feelings. I just want to churn through it. Dear Jesse, slayer of fishes and consumer of red crayons. That's not nice. You know what they say, great minds think alike, because when you ask the question about historical item, my first thought was either Caesar's Gladius, his standard, or the dagger that Brutus killed him with. A close one was also Genghis Khan's bow. Love the show, listen to the podcast every day. You can say my name, his name is uh, Jacob. I'll tell you this, I've, I'm rarely that disappointed in Chris because my expectations are so, so low at this point. When I brought up Genghis Khan's bow, He sneered at it like it was nothing, like Genghis Khan's bow is nothing. I'm sorry. How many millions of people have you slaughtered, Chris? Show some respect. We are listening to your show from last night. Hate hearing about the military. So sad, but we don't blame anyone getting out or not going in. It's just sickening, and it's disgusting how the Republicans do nothing, and I know you are right about when they are in charge again. Women in the military should never have happened. I'm a 57-year- old woman who's old school like you. We have two teen boys who love to listen to you. We appreciate all you do. keep speaking the truth. Uh, look, I'm not going to say women don't belong in the military at all. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying women in, women are inferior to men. Now when it comes to things like driving and voting, of course they're inferior to men. But women are not inferior to men. Women are different. They have critical rules they're really, really, really special at in society and should be treasured. Uh, you go read books about the nurses in World War II. Those nurses saved lives, not just by the medical stuff they put down. Go read those books. Those nurses save lives because there's just something special about a woman and her, her care. So women are capable of that. I, I'm not capable of that. I, I, men aren't capable of that. But I am saying this. Women have no place in frontline combat units. Women have no place on deployed naval vessels at all. None. Zero. And if that offends you, do I I need to replay the show? Do I need to replay the apology? Chris, maybe we should replay the apology at one point in time. Not today. We don't have time. Remember, I don't apologize. Not ever. You know better. You can email me your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. But you might as well save yourself the trouble if you ever say, I was offended, I would like you to apologize. I don't care. I'm not your mommy. I'm your daddy. I say things that are offensive all the time. I don't care. I don't care. People being afraid to speak hard truths is the exact reason we are in such a mess in this country. We all have to pretend all these lies are truth just so we don't offend anyone. And I don't do that. Jesse, you magnificent son of a, I can't say that word on a family show. I've been listening to your show slash podcast ever since you were doing history stories. That's what got me interested in your show. I love history and everything surrounds it. I'm planning on visiting my daughters in California for Christmas. And now with the mask mandate, the wackadoodles just put in place out there. This has made me rethink this visit. I love my kids, but this is getting ridiculous, and I already told my wife she should expect me to go to jail in this hellhole I once called home. One second, bud. One second. You said I can use his name. His name's wrong. Listen to me. I understand wearing a mask sucks. I understand California, their political leadership has absolutely lost its mind, but listen, I'm not telling you that I'm right. I'm I'm not saying that, obviously. You're you're probably older and wiser than I am, but I will tell you this. I live my life from my deathbed, meaning I know I'm going to die one day, and as I'm laying there dying, what choices am I going to wish I made in that life? And that's part of the reason I take these gigantic chances, and some of them really, really don't work out. Some of them do work out like this. Mask or no mask, you're gonna want. You're gonna wish you were with your daughters at Christmas time. I hate the mask as much as you hate the mask. I know it's ridiculous. I know it doesn't do anything. I I, I know. I'm I'm right there with you. Go spend Christmas time with your daughters. You don't get a second one. And look, I'm I'm already getting these moments because my boys are 13 and 11, and you know Christmas time is coming up. I know people think I don't have feelings, and for the most part, that's true. I'll be honest. I'm already having those moments of, oh man, I've only got, I've only got a few more Christmases left with my buddies at home. That hits man. It hits. Go out there and spend Christmas with your daughters. All right. Every time I say it, you give me the business about it, but I'm right. And I hear you, you echoing it. They will not sit by and just let the midterms happen. All this talk about a 2022 blowout is far too premature. I'm telling you, he's right. We need to be on our guard, and we need to be aggressive in moving forward. No prevent defense when it comes to 2022. I know their poll numbers look bad. I know things look bad, but let me tell you something. You know what's more important than 2022? The primaries we win between now and then. It is not enough. To send another gigantic group of loser Republicans into Washington, D.C., just because Joe Biden sucks and the public decided to sweep Democrats from office. They're either anti-communist Republicans who are going to fight for the things we believe in, or you might as well leave the useless Democrats there. We got to, we've got to become a party of guts around here. That's what we need is guts. We have a bunch of jellyfish now, and it's killing us. All right. Tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. As you know, there will be no phone calls. There will be no guests. There's going to be nothing. But you and me, get your questions in right now to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. That's all.